Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the new media show. <laughs> I'm all thumbs today, Rob, trying to get all the uh, all the buttons pushed. So anyone yeah. that's still here that was watching me side of my head for the last two minutes, thanks for, for hanging out and, and uh, watching the side of my head. So we need to have you. I thought it was just as simple as pushing one button. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> we need to have you in the back juggling or something, you know, to entertain them yeah. while we're right. balls, <laughs> balls in the air. Yeah. I could get a couple of balls and juggle them on the screen. That yeah, might that... be more entertaining than seeing us with microphones. <laughs> That's in our face. Right. And it's been just absolute. I, I think the whole week's been for a better word, busy <laughs> and nothing yeah. new there, but, Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. You guys don't give a crap. Let's, let's, but one thing you may give a crap about, I don't know, I guess I'm just jumping in here, Rob, is <laughs> I know you've talked to him because I asked if, if you've talked to him and I've talked to him and I know who they haven't talked to, but Facebook is coming. Yeah, well, they've. <laughs> They've kind of announced that they're coming, so yeah, it's, and it's not like it's a NDA scenario necessarily. Well, so. I I had a non NDA discussion today, and then got the NDA paperwork fifteen minutes yeah. ago. So, well, I think once we get beyond, you know, into the depths of the details, yeah, that's when the NDAs are coming, right? So I spent an hour on the phone. Center over our best practices document that we give every new entrant in the podcasting space. And it's a five page of (laughs) lessons learned (laughs) from every company that's done things and why you shouldn't do it this way or that way. Yeah. And I said, you know, please, please, please make a portal. Don't do an API. (laughs) But anyway, I, it's, it's, they look like they're pretty serious. Yeah, I would agree. I, I would agree. I, you know, it's, it's still a little hard to say how, how much impact it's going to have, but, um, yeah, I think that, you know, they aren't the only, um, platform that's coming. Um, and so they're not the last, but they certainly are a big fish. Yes. As, as I told them, I said, um, do you guys have the potential of making as big or bigger as an impact as Spotify did? You, you know, if, if you do this correctly, it could be an inflection point for us. Right. Um, so right. I guess from that perspective, I actually even talked to them about podcast index 2.0 stuff. Right. And some of the stuff that's going over there with the, the ping initiative and. And it's not going to be exactly like what, you have experienced working with a Spotify or a Pandora or an Apple as far as how it works with them. Facebook is going to take their own secret sauce and Mm -hmm. apply it here. I I don't know. It's not really secret sauce, but their own internal process for, I mean, like creating a show page is different than what you may be accustomed to, but, um, that's more, more compatible with their platform and how they've always done things. And I, so. I think too, you know, they, they asked some specific questions about what a podcasters want. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I really said three things, three primary things. Number one, build audience, mm-hmm. 
built. Number two, help them monetize. And number three, help them build engagement. So. And four, don't be a podcast host. (laughs) Well, they're not coming to compete with us. They're going to pull the RSS feeds. Right, exactly. So they're not becoming a host, at least in the stuff I've seen so far. They don't, uh, really, if you look at Facebook just in general, um, they don't publish any of their content externally. So that would be an exception. Right. Right. So, and they're going to go pass through. So they're not going to cash. Yep. Which, you know, is good news. And I Mm -hmm. think they've already gotten feedback from other parties about that. Oh, yeah. Well, she said that. that feedback too. So, right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I basically kind of, I, I, you know, I took some time and gave some history <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, I, I think they were willing to, you know, I think they, they were furiously writing notes. I will say that much. So at least they have two pages of stuff to, yeah. to, to, you know, to mull over. Yeah. I think that they want to enter the medium in a good way. Um, there definitely is a, a, a lot of history in entering the medium in the wrong ways. So we should be able to build on top of that and help them. So I told them, I said, you know, you really want to make this available to everyone as soon as possible. And if you don't, then you need to uh, need to be very public about why you can't. Mm -hmm. And I said, because if you release it for some and not others, you're going to build animosity from the get go. And, you know, you don't probably don't want to do that. And I think they are, I think they're genuinely trying to figure out how they can help the creator. And that to me was a little, that's no, that's a lot different attitude because the attitude I've heard so far is give me content, give me content, give me content. And, 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 you know, Facebook to ask, what can we do for the podcasters, for the creators? Mm-hmm. I, I brought up, well, I just kept using a competition against them. I kept saying, all right, I do YouTube live. I don't have a big enough audience to get tips. No one can tip me on YouTube live. They can't throw me five bucks. I have to be a mm-hmm. big star. I said, why does YouTube do that? Because they still get their cut. Even if I'm a small producer, if someone throws me five bucks, they take their, whatever they take their cut, they would still make money. But yet I have to be a a big shot. So I told him, I says, whatever you do, and if you're going to help podcasters monetize, I know you're coming up, Facebook's already announced you're coming up with a Patreon um, competitor. But I said, if you're going to help podcasters and let them monetize, don't set arbitrary monetization levels you know, don't let, let the average podcast monetize from the get go. If you have something, if you have a tip jar or whatever you have to help right. that content. Right. And I said, don't, don't reserve that for the 3%. Right. Make is it, it available to everyone? Cause right. if you want the 97% of podcasters to promote someone listening to their show on Facebook, I said, you have to take care of the podcasters. Right. 
And I think some of these platforms need to start thinking about that a little bit. I can't make no money in Spotify. Why would I ever, why would I ever promote people to go listen to my show on Spotify? Right. And the podcaster is going to have the, the control over whether or not they have a, a podcast show page right. on Facebook. It's not like it's going to get auto generated for them. Right. Because that, that's how Facebook has been doing it all along right now. You go in and you create a page on Facebook. I also, and yeah. then content gets published there or shared there, and that's kind of how they're going to do it, which is different than what you see on Spotify, where it's, you, know, you submit it over there and they auto-generate everything for you. So, right. so, so what, they, what she didn't contemplate was it says, I want to control where my show is too. So how are you going to keep someone from hijacking some of the bigger shows and putting them on their pages. Right. I said, you know, how are you going to authenticate? Cause I said, my mm -hmm. Facebook email address is not the same as the address that's in my RSS feed. Right. And I said, in some podcast hosts, the email address that is in the RSS feed doesn't go to the to podcast or right. goes to the company. Right. right. And she said, who does that? And I gave her a list. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I also, so some podcasters are going to get pissed off about this, but I cautioned her on letting podcasts into the system that have one episode. Yeah. I said, there's a great, man, I, graveyard of podcast with, you know, someone you already partnered with. Do you want a million dead shows? So, or, or, you know, all of a sudden seeing this population of pages that are test, test, test. <laughs> well, isn't that a little bit of a different, um, it's a little, question. it, it, it yeah. might be, but at the same time, right. You know, you don't get on iHeart with one episode. No, you don't get on sure. Pandora with one episode. Right. Well, that one episode can just be a, Teaser trailer teaser could be a teaser, right? Which could could get your show page established, but you know, so I think it's up to Facebook. I don't know that Facebook would ever put that limitation on there, Todd. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I just you know I think that there has to be because when you search on Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, do you want pages? Now, some companies are probably going to auto generate pages for podcasters so do you want you know that's what i'm worried about is the auto generation well i don't know that that's technically possible because well, i know that the current api where you can share if you stuff over to facebook if you authenticate if you then if the podcaster authenticates and the system goes creates a page for you right as part of the process of setting up a show you could, you could, but Facebook has already told me that they're not going to do that. Oh, well that I didn't get that info. Well, okay. good. So there's not going to be any auto generation of pages. That's beautiful. Yeah. Which raises the, the bigger question is when you submit to Facebook, what are you actually submitting to? <laughs> 
which well, is the other bigger question, right? You know, I've had um, a developer account with Facebook for a long time, and I have the ability right. to push AMP post into it's kind of a unique way to show audio on right. a Facebook right. page. It's complicated. It's not easy. It's not for the faint at heart. And so what's going to have to happen is the podcaster is going to have to create a page and then they're going to have to link up that page with the publishing process. Right. Off of, off of our platforms, not unlike what they've been doing for years with uh, well, posting. It's, but they're going to take the feed, Rob. Yeah, so right. it, it's going to populate all the episodes and yeah. when you do that. And then each time a new episode comes yeah. out, obviously it'll update. And I right. talked about what happens when someone moves from Libsyn to Blueberry or Blueberry to Libsyn. You're going to have to recognize the redirect. You're going to have to update your system with the new RSS feed, or right. you're going to have people screaming at you. Now it's not updating. Cause it's not updating. And I, and then we talked about that, about and the expectation. Yeah, the expectation of updating, you know, every episode in, in a timely manner and and the challenges with, you know, some of that. And yeah, becoming. And how is your, your cover art that shows up on Facebook getting updated? Do you have to do it separately in Facebook or does it happen off of the RSS feed? What about your series description? Do you have to update that separately or does it come out of your RSS feed? Those are all questions that are not answered. At this yeah, point. I'm sure we'll get to see it when we sign the NDA and they can't talk about it. Right. Hello, Shoko. I wouldn't say it's any big, big, big proprietary thing, but yeah, I'm sure there's aspects of this that we won't be able to talk about. So anyway, I just, you know, they're making the rounds. At least they're talking to people. Mm -hmm. And now I get to once again, sign my life away and have to mute myself. Right. That's all the discussion that you can have on this, Todd. Because I asked her today, so are you going to show me any screenshots? And she said, well, not today. I said, well, I said, I was going to ask you permission to, to record this and then share it with my team. And she said, no. So. <laughs> yeah. I would, yeah. That's but I did ask. Good. Right. <laughs> And you have she, to ask. Yeah, you do. So, did you glean yeah. anything else from your call? Mm, I think they. It was a pretty short call, really. So it was really oh. kind of just they wanted to learn from us more than anything, and there was a little bit of sharing from their side. But yeah, um, I was I, on the phone got, for an hour. I don't. Yeah, got, I got a sense that it. That they're kind of early in the process. So. I felt so too. It felt to yeah. me it was early days yet here. And because I asked on a specific piece and they said, well, we're collecting this information to go back to the team to get it prior priorities on it. I'm like, oh, so some stuff is not even started yet. Right. So. Yeah. There's going to be a few more surprises coming to Todd, not, not from them, from other places yeah. <laughs> that are, brewing out there that podcasters will be like, hmm? oh, wh why here? <laughs> What's that? Why here? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll, some of them will make sense when it, when it actually happens, but it, it, if you were to mention who they would, they would, th th their eyes would cross and they're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there was another article that showed up um, that I came across. It was actually linked to in Pod News, but it was from Ad Week. I don't know if you saw this one, Todd, about um, ad spot links and what works and what doesn't work. So I don't know if you saw that or not. But there's a whole article talking about different kind of ad, ad links, 15, 30, 60 second, mm-hmm. what works, what doesn't work, um, and as well from – from research that's been done on that topic. And it was an, it was an interesting find, I guess the, the recall, this is a little, maybe counterintuitive to some degree, which is what makes it interesting is that the 15 second spot had the strongest recall, Hmm. um, of the, the ad brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but the 60 second ad, uh, ad spot, um, host read or, otherwise had um, a better, I guess, uh, results around consideration, education, and moving listeners to take action. Okay. So, which actually makes sense. I mean, I mean, you have a more content, right? There's more of a chance for pitching, you know, reasons and rationales and, and offers. Um, so you kind of have that consideration, education, and, and then you have a little bit more time to deliver a call to action too. So I think that makes sense. I would say that the recall on the longer ads is, is, is a little bit less, but it's very, very similar. So I don't know if that falls along with your, your kind of perception And the 32nd ad, um, generated a very similar kind of lift in brand you know, brand awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 60 second ad actually resulted in, in more lift. So somewhere between a 15 and a 60, I would say probably 15 um, and a 60 and longer. So I would say like a host reads are typically in the 60 to 90 second range, usually or longer. Um, those that actually are, are probably even better, but they didn't really consider the longer than 60 second ad. So, so thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, I, I'm of the belief that most podcasters do much longer reads than 60 seconds. Most of the time anyway. Right. And on the host read side. Yeah. So it's irrelevant. You know, they're, they're going to do the ad to, to its extent, but, you know, if that's what they found in their study, it's what they found in their study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was actually done by um, uh, SXM Media, which is basically Sirius XM uh, in collaboration with, you know, Pandora and all those folks is where that, that study came out of. So I was called out on Twitter late last week. Yeah, I was wondering if our little discussion in last episode sparked any comments. Well, it uh, it it sparked. Well, I knew he was working on an article. Oh yeah, and um, he What's can't sound. Yeah, from Brian right. at at uh, right. right. That sounds profitable. So I'm sure he is listening and waiting for my opinion on his on his piece. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I read it too. I, yeah, so I, I'll let you go first. How do you? What, what did you? What was your reaction to the write-up? Well, I don't think that he was saying anything too much different than we were saying. It's just I don't that think maybe, so. Yeah, maybe he was being a little nicer about it. <laughs> well, you know, it was more like you know, this is this is the situation, and he was you know where we kind of gave, gave a little bit more of a passionate response. There was, but what's funny and hang on, let me, let me get ready here. I can find it. Okay, here we go. Um, how dare you James Cridlin. So (laughs) uh, James wrote a, um, he said in pod news, do you use your podcast download figures to report ad impressions to your advertisers? If you're using DAI, those numbers aren't going to be the same. Now, first of all, podcast download figures report impressions. Now, there's no such thing as a impression in podcasting. Right. There is a download. So do you use your podcast download figures to report ad downloads to your advertisers? Oh, that's okay. So let's, <laughs> I, know. Well, I, know. I, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing, uh, I don't think I made it really clear in the last episode about uh-huh. one little aspect of this conversation, okay. and that's that's the aspect of multiple ads in a podcast. Right. right? So, right. so I think most of what we were talking about is just the assumption that there was only one ad in one podcast episode, right? But if you have multiple right. ads, um, that little ping that we were talking about could ping multiple times right. for each episode down. Of course. So if you're counting total impressions, if you have two ads in one episode, you're going to have twice as many pings, right? Right. As downloads. But you still, even, but even in a yeah. download, you're going to count that you're going to bill each of those advertisers a one. Right. And, and, right. and, you know, and if you're using it, I want to get away from using the word impression. It really bugs me a lot. Well, it, 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 it falsely gives the impression that it's a listen. That's what and, it does. And he did a pretty good job in this article of staying away from the word impression. No. He did. Right. He did. And I, I'll give him credit for that. Um, well, because he also re- recognizes that using that word implies listens. Right. So I will say this, though, that... He, he definitely lumped Blueberry into third-party prefix analytics folks, but I also have raw log files too. So, right. you know, we, we offer that to non-hosting customers. Non-hosting customers that do, do ad deals with us are measured differently. I guess I'll just say it that way. So, um, or well, there's different considerations. But the... the simple fact that I, I, everything was pretty close on this. And I guess I'd have to read through it line by line by line, but there was only a couple of things I kind of went eh, about, but overall I think he did a pretty good job mm-hmm. on the article. He's sitting back at seat saying, Holy shit, Todd just said he did a good job. Um, no, I think he did. I think he, he, he discussed it probably less passionately than we did, but there should not be a discrepancy. So. If done correctly, there should be no discrepancy. There should be zero. If, if Blueberry was sending a ping 
and analyzing raw log data. If we did that correctly, there should be no discrepancy. No. There should be because at the time that I'm about ready to send a ping, I'm gonna, I would have to analyze who's requesting the file. Is it a bot? Have I seen this from the third time? All those rules that go in, and we talked about this before, is this fraud? All those things have, would have to be processed the same way as the ping. As the download. As right. the download. Right. So in reality, if you do both, if, if you cross-check your raw log data with a ping, those numbers shouldn't match. If the file got to the point where it delivered the actual media. So in a redirect, you won't know that. You can't make those numbers match. The re, you know, you can't. You know, that's why there's an adjustment made on total number of downloads internally to become IV certified on, on redirects. And that's a whole different story. But right. um, I, I don't think that if, if there is a delta, it should be very, very tiny. And, and the bigger thing is, is there a distinction with the difference here? Right. Um, is, is, again, is it 10? Is it, is it 500? You know, what is the Delta? So he does say something here. It says download numbers are off are con uh, download numbers are conflated with impression. And that's a problem. No down for those of us that count downloads, it's a download. We don't count downloads as impressions. Right. We don't use that word at he all. He says there's absolutely nothing wrong with building a campaign off of downloads. Well, that is the standard. Yeah. <laughs> that that's is the standard. Some, that's not That's not some exception. That's right. not exception. That is right. the standard. That's the right. that's the segment of this cuz he is making it appear that the ping is superior to the download. And it's not. Well, if you're an advertiser, Oh, it's going to advertiser perspective. It is a superior piece of information, right? No, if they have have the assumption that somehow that's more accurate. It, okay, so if you're looking at the downloaded media, <laughs> and and let's say it's a one hour program, right. and I know that fifteen minutes, let's say the ad went from fifteen zero zero to fifteen thirty, and I know from the download data that that media file got to 15 minutes and 31 seconds, that ad got delivered. Right. It got delivered. I, I can count that. Okay. Right. So a ping is sent not at the end of the ad delivery, I don't think. I think it's sent at the beginning. So <laughs> anyway, the download a is... distinction. That's the, the thing. The download is the, is the gold standard. Right. That's, that's the master piece of information, right? Based on the IEB standards. Right. Right. Any kind of ping on there. Um, as long as they follow all the IEB standards to qualify what has created the ping. Right. And what the request for the ping was. I know you guys are probably like, we don't give a crap about all this, but. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it could work if you're following the same principles as right. the download yeah. and you're just counting how many ads are in the content, right? So if you have three different ads in there, you, you have three different 
um, ads that ran in the content, right? But you, so you, with the yeah, raw right. log, and it even says in the IB spec, and I'm not going to read it here, but it, the, it basically, right. you have to, if you have the ability to, you have to count whether or not that media got delivered. Yeah, you can qualify it at one minute. But if you've de inserted the ad, you have to be assured via log data that it went. <laughs> so yeah, but Todd, technically, if you're following the IAB specifications, uh, you should still be able to count that as being delivered, right? Uh, if you've had re, one minute of content, not technically. Downloaded. I think you have. To, I think the spec does cover if you've inserted an ad, a, a place an ad, where you have a responsibility to know if that section of the media got delivered. We don't, we wouldn't not, count it. Yeah, but maybe we're at a higher standard, but I have to go. Yeah, read. I was say, not all the platforms track at that level. Right, right. That's the thing. Right. So. I mean, it, and if you it, look at total downloading of the information. He said, right? do not try to compare downloads to ad delivery. It's, it, it, it is it's, it absolutely, has to, the has to be the yeah. same thing. We're trying to slice hairs over something here that yeah. um, that there's really not much of a technical difference. And did did you and, see the post yeah. I made to a certain forum that you and I are both in? Maybe you didn't no. see the Slack post no, I, I made. It. But I I raised the question in a specific channel that you're in mm -hmm. to see what kind of response we get because. Did you get a response? Not yet. Mm. And I actually can't talk about it on the show if I do, or I'll be violating a bunch of stuff and be in big trouble. But right. I, I've asked the question, mm -hmm. but you know, I think about, I agree with 90% of what he put in here. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I mean, factually it's true. All that stuff is accurate. I think it's how it's, um, characterized his, he is, says what we, more he says to, what we, yeah, he, he, he likes the, the ping. He says what we right. specifically mean when we say IB certified downloads. And again, he's only referring to those that here's the difference. He, he's, he's intermixing people that have a prefix with a prefix. There's not, there's only a certain amount of data that you can find out. There are sometimes you can actually know when a file completed on a prefix. Right. It all depends on the platform because we do get that come through. You're missing data. On you're a missing data on a prefix. But right. he, he's in, so if you're billing purely on prefix on a non IAB certified platform that has adjusted, done the adjustment to be certified for prefix. So most folks are doing measurement on ad campaigns on download log data. Mm -hmm. That's the crux here. So I right. can say uh, without a doubt that the ad was delivered on a log file download. But are you analyzing it based on how much of that episode data was delivered yes and then you're reporting back um different it's up to our it's up to our playback. it's up to those that are running campaigns to look at their reporting data 
mm-hmm. and say, okay, 300 people didn't get to 25%. And the ad was at 50 or 26. So we shouldn't count those, you know, we shouldn't count those 300 in the billing, even though it was a qualified download. That's up to the individual. Do you think anybody's actually doing that? Yes. I know some of our corporate clients are absolutely doing that. But on the ad ad sales and delivery side. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. It's all about a volume play. Depends on your volume. If you got a half a million downloads on a single episode, and let's say 475,000 got to the 100% mark and 25,000 had partials, and of those 25,000, 10,000 didn't get to the ad spot, it's really a matter of context because it's, and it's also a matter of scope. So they're going to, you know, they already delivered 475,000 they're going to bill for is those 10,000 that didn't make the ad drop. Is that going to matter in the billing? Probably not. You know, if you are a small podcaster and you have 5,000 downloads and 300 didn't get to the ad delivery, is it going to matter? Probably not. We're really, you know, it's up to the integrity of the person doing the billing. That's what it boils down to. Well, it also also depends on the terms of the of the advertising. Right, guy. right. And I think a lot of in you know, I've actually reported five hundred and three hundred and sixty-two downloads and billed five thousand three hundred and sixty-two downloads. You know, but when you're probably doing a deal where it's a, a million downloads, they just probably round to the closest thousand and be done. <laughs> you know. So it's really about context. So, you know, maybe I'm picking hairs here where it doesn't need to be picked, but. Well, and, and if the terms of an ad buy have to be that granular. It's um, never is. That means that, that, that delivery needs to be done on a platform that can deliver that kind of granular information. And if you have, if you're doing, you know, we've been tracking partial download data for years, but it, you know, if you think about modern stuff now, you know, we, we talk about this all the time. There is, there's a lot of devices out there that progressive download very quickly, get to a hundred percent very quickly. And people, it, all the ads are delivered yet. No one has listened to more than 15 seconds of the content because it downloads so fast. That's right. so in the scheme of things, it, you know, you, you've got fudge there anyway, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. So. And that's I, not, that's not something that you can actually, uh, filter no, out. You can't. So, you know, so I guess if, if, you know, if we really got down and did the audit, <laughs> it probably doesn't matter either way. Right. It, you know, it, it's still a lot better than radio. <laughs> My, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So exponentially better than, than, than radio. Yeah. And there is but a science better than television. But and there is a definitely. science to the redirect stuff and being able to, and, you know, let's be frank, you know, there is, um, I really can't, if, if I go into this, I go into a whole bunch of secret sauce, but there are adjustments made in every hosting platform that does 
redirects. There are because your numbers will always be the most accurate with downloads. Right. With a redirect, at least with us, your numbers will always be lower if we do a head-to-head comparison. So if you had a th- lose data, right? If you have a thousand certified downloads on raw log files, your redirect downloads might be 950. Mm-hmm. It'll never be higher than the log data because there's certain stuff you can't qualify. You have to throw out. And then there is a formula applied. Right. And it, there's a whole bunch of factors, very complex factors. Mm-hmm. Like the makeup of the players that pull the show. How many Apple Podcast users do you? Yeah. How many Spotify? How many this? Because each of those players have different, how should we say it? Different ways of pinging and pulling. Pulling and different, data. there's a different weighting applied right. based upon how each of those clients, major clients, pull right. the data. And also, the, <laughs> the, I, I would think that there's a distinction based on the speed of the connections. To the content too, to some degree. But those files will deliver and give you a 201. But right. on a redirect, you won't know that. Right. Well, sometimes you get a ping back. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I'm not 201. Don't quote me on that. I'm not the geek. But anyway, so, you know, Brian, we spent a lot of time talking about this. I, I think you did a decent, I'll, I'll go with 90% on this. And he is kind of funny. He said in the beginning, he said, uh, Want to rile up a room full of podcasters while asking them what microphone is best? Ask them if they think there's a difference between an ad delivery and download and stand back. (laughs) (laughs) Could they possibly be talking about us, Todd? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a new topic. No, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, a long time. A long time. I know I've been talking about it since 2014 myself. So, you know, yeah. and it, the only people that know if the ad was really listened to is Apple, Spotify, Google, and the app owners, if they're getting any play data, they're the only ones that really know. <laughs> they're really, they're the right. only ones that really know if someone listened to something on right. the client side. The rest of it's just a guess. <laughs> right. And, you know, we use lots of factors. You know, I, I've talked about this before. It's not about the single download. How do I do ad planning? I look at a show over three months. I look at their download numbers for every episode in three months. I divide that. Let's say there was 12 episodes. I take, I add them all up. I divide by 12. I get their average download for the the three-month period. I think that show can deliver this minimum number of completed downloads each on average. And then I look at their growth or I look at their decline. I factor that in. And in the end, Mm -hmm. I tell the media buyer, I can deliver 3,425,000 impressions over the next three months for this ad campaign based on this show's history. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That has worked so beautifully for the past 15 years. I usually am within 1%. That's good. And it's, it's not, it's high school math. 
Right. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. And it all averages out among multiple shows and some do better, some do worse, some makes up. It, you know, it all ends, you know, in the end is spend, spend the media buyers money. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if we're coming up short and we know we're coming up short, then we add another show to the deal and yeah. run it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Todd, uh, Moving on a little bit okay. here too, I guess at the Apple WWDC event, uh, I guess Apple announced some more privacy features mm-hmm. and the ability to allow users to see what domain names have been requested by any apps. So it, you know, I guess it uh, it might help you be able to see uh, where some of your data might be shared. So the way I look at yeah. this is. It's limited in scope for now. It's only right. impacting Safari. Right. But if they continue to go down this path right. and bring that tech to Apple Podcasts. That's an if. If. Right. It would have an impact on counting for sure. Well, it, it's going to let the user know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And thank God Safari doesn't have really much podcast market share. No, it doesn't. So, but it will affect some. And I also thought it was interesting that Apple's uh, FaceTime is coming to the, the web. Zoom stock went nice. down instant. They I, announced that. I would imagine <laughs> <laughs> that's well, you know, there's been a lot of play in that um, online video conferencing space right i think they're late well they are but they've got a lot of users that use facetime so i'm sure they'll they'll take away a little bit from all these other platforms but the question is i don't know that they're going to be doing any recording or anything like that but we'll see randall said if you have a pre-roll but download doesn't go long enough to hear the mid-roll the advertiser did get an impression from the pre-roll and got a Okay, so okay, we need to remove impression from the English dictionary. <laughs> well, it's in the online radio side because they can actually track that because yeah. it's a stream. Yeah, but, I'm, I'm not uh, going to. I'm not going to try to argue between downloads and plays. That that ship has sailed. Well, yeah. I'm surprised that we, we didn't hear any feedback from anybody about our conversations about whether or not the industry is going to move towards uh, using streaming technology. <laughs> because it's still a download, Rob. I know. I, I, I realize that. But, you know, if the advertisers. OK, let me lay it out to you. I think that the, the bigger thought has been right that we can unlock billions of dollars in ad, ad spending if we can get you know, the actual playback data, right? What's the best way to get playback data? Stream. A stream. So, you know, that's... A true stream, not a podcast stream that doesn't exist currently. (laughs) Well, there is no podcast stream. (laughs) Right. That's a misnomer. Right. Um, It's a duplication of of a term that most people don't fully understand. It's technically right. del- comes the same way, but just pushed by a different technology. <laughs> well, then there's 
but it's a different streaming technology. That's too. right, right, right. You know, I think that the most most modern one right now is the HLS right. streaming, which is the technology that uh, YouTube uses uh, to deliver all those videos. Yep. Um, and it's and it's not technically it's not a whole lot different than downloading. Mm-hmm. Actually, technically, it downloads as it downloads to the player in batches of content. They just happen to be smaller chunks. Um, and so it's kind of a little bit of a hybrid between what we're currently doing with podcasting and true streaming technology. So it's, it's not like real streams, Todd, like, um, or, or windows media streaming server. It's not that kind of technology. It's not a variable. I don't believe it's a variable bitrate stream, um, that has that kind of capability. Yeah. So, which is a whole nother conversation on the variable bitrate stuff. People have been doing variable bitrate MP3 files and podcasting for many years too. True. By by accident. <laughs> and and I think what we have is we have a lot of lost my train of thought. Um we have a lot of folks in the ad delivery business that are absolutely unequivocally freaking out right now and because they can't and this is you know this is the beauty that podcasting has been able to obtain from the beginning is privacy to a certain extent and people are absolutely flipping out in the apple ecosphere because apple is cracking down well they didn't crack down that they pulled the rug out from underneath them and basically they're crying foul that they cannot do direct attribution. It used to be they would know who Todd and Rob were, actually. Right. And cross-reference cross that. Cross-reference right. that and market to us. Well, Apple removed that capability. Google right. Chrome. Now, but you think it just there's a double-edged sword to this. Google has done the same thing in Chrome in a big way as part of the cookie uh, crackdown. And now what you have is a tightening of privacy for people like you and I and people that listen to podcasts and are surfing the web that is way, way, way overdue. And all these businesses that have made billions of dollars on targeting us aren't going to be in trouble because now they're, they're going to have a much harder time tracking us and this is why facebook and others are begging us to opt in you do know that facebook is going in the in in the privacy settings they're trying to get you to opt in to allow you allow them to do what apple has has basically eliminated right and they're they're battling over that right now right and so and when we have multiple states that are really going quickly towards more privacy stuff, um, measurement aside, the the old model of podcasting where we knew who our audience was and we basically told the media buyers that this is our audience, trust us because we know our audience or demographic surveys may see a resurgence. And we may get back to the point where media buyers 
um, don't have as much data as they used to have. And to me, I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, but not, you know, the folks that are doing attribution in podcasting, they have to be worried about this. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I, you know, my, my opinion on attribution has changed a little bit over the last couple of years. I think that if I can find a mechanism, well, first of all, number one, if I can guarantee that attribution data will only be used to help determine performance and not determine retargeting, I think I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a better outcome. So the second that that information is resold, then there's my problem. You know, when it's resold and, or, or the companies that ask for the data gets the data directly and then uses that in other type of um, display advertising against us. So I yeah. think there's a good way to do attribution without having to go to bed at night feeling like you've uh, rolled around in the mud a little bit. Todd, there's an article in The Guardian that came out and said, um, the headline is, Tragic But True, How Podcasters Replaced Our Real Friends. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And the sub-headline is, The Pandemic Has Seen Audio Shows Fill a Hole in Our Lives, Providing Companionship That Is Increasingly Difficult to Distinguish from the Real Thing. Hmm. I think that's been a factor of podcasting since the beginning of it, but um, you know, it's interesting that people are referring to it as though it's something somehow new because of the pandemic. Right. I think it's one of the, one of the deep value equations of why podcasting is such a powerful medium. Yep. Not necessarily to replace your friends. I think that's an extreme connotation. I don't know that it is re- replacing friends. I, I think it's more you're creating new friends mm-hmm. with podcasters because you, you're hearing their thoughts, you know, especially shows that share a lot about themselves personally. I mean, Todd, I, I'm sure you'll, you'll remember this. Think about the impact that comedians had very early in the podcasting medium back in the 2009, 10 window. Yeah. It was pretty profound back then. Yep. And that's what really drove kind of, kind of that, that next wave of podcasting prior to serial mm-hmm. was because, I mean, we came out of 2008 in a pretty deep trough around podcasting. Um, I remember that time and it was, it was kind of a, you know, kind of a dark time for the medium. There wasn't a lot of enthusiasm and Coincidentally, that was at the same time that uh, Facebook and YouTube and and Instagram and all these platforms launched was in that time window. Mm-hmm. So it, all that attention went over to social media, right? Even even Twitter um, made that transition in that time frame, right? 
Yep. So, yep. From a podcasting company to social media. So it's interesting. I mean, it's not surprising to you and I, but it's interesting that that came out. Well, you know, I think we continue to see bold movement in the space. I think, uh, you know, based on how my phone's been ringing, there is um, desire for people to buy podcasting companies, to invest in podcasting companies, to, um, you know, some of these big, big dollar acquisitions that were made has, you know, changed the, uh, changed the playing field a little bit per se. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, valuations of 10 times revenue and sometimes, uh, 15 times revenue in the space is, is not unheard of right now. So, you know, there's a lot of speculation that the podcasting space is going to continue to grow. I, I'm concerned about as time, as people go back to work, whether that's the case or not, I think we'll show, I think personally we'll show a little shrinkage. Um, maybe not time will tell, but shrinkage of new show creation. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking? Okay. Yeah, I think so too. But the current, you know, the current numbers don't, (laughs) don't bode that prediction at all. You know, we're still piling them on. Yeah, I agree. The new show growth has never been this big. And I thought at the time it, it was just a temporary bubble in the growth of new shows, but it seems to have uh, sustained itself. Well, there's, there's also a Delta that we need right. to, we need to look at. There's a, again, can, if we throw out one party, take their numbers right. out of the equation. It, it's, it's a very different, it, it's, it's Picture. not these huge, it's not, it's not these backflip, you know, yeah, we're growing. But when I, you know, it's like when I talk to people I'm like, well, we, we got a percentage of that, <laughs> you right. know, and, uh, you know, but well, yeah, well, what <laughs> nobody talks about is the percentage of shows that, uh, die, stay publishing <laughs> right. new episodes beyond 90 days. Right. Right. I said, you know, we're, we're not, you know, no one's talking about the, wow, there was 30,000 shows that were added. And I'm like, well, 25,000 of them were over here and 95% of them are dead. <laughs> you, right. you know, so we're, so, you know, that's why the number is still, is still staying, you know, the, the podcast index number of active shows isn't like, you know, if all these shows were continuing, we, we would have a million podcasts that were, you know, actively producing content. But we've got close to 4 million shows, but less than a million active shows. 3,963,000 right. and only 429,000 of them have created an episode in the last 30 days, 624 in the last 60 days. So <laughs> go figure. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be good, you know, and nobody's, well, I don't know that nobody, I, I, it's not talked about, I guess, how many active shows there are, which I, I would like to change that conversation. Yeah, me too. You know, let's, let's talk about the active shows, the four, the 624,000 or whatever the 90 day number is, which is probably 700 something, you know. And, and you could make a case that, uh, 
an episode in 90 days isn't really an active show either. I would, I would agree. That, that could mean that uh, many of those shows between the 30 day and the 90 day or 60 day and 90 day are basically pod faded. Well, I would call those, uh, let's say the number is, um, if you have 400,000 shows that have done an episode in 30 days, I would say that is your core active core group podcasting group. And then if you have another, let's just give the benefit of doubt and say 750,000. So let's say there's another 350,000 that will produce at least another episode between 60 and 90 days. Right. Then that that's that's someone that's having a little fun and playing around and you know someone that doesn't have too much time to put into a podcast or they're during doing a serialized program or right has seasons right. right and they've done 12 13 and they've been they're going to be off for the next 4 months so right. it could be that too so e- even then so let's say there's let's say that half of those 300,000 are ones that are doing serial that still takes us to 575, 600,000 truly active shows right. that are out there. So um, it's a bigger number than what it was before, but it's nowhere, you know, it's nowhere close to 3.963 million. Well, if we compare, I mean, Todd, it'd be interesting to compare how many active shows there were prior to the, the pandemic. I don't think the numbers changed that much. how many shows that there are now. I don't think it's changed that much. I think if I, re- we, we'd probably go back and listen to some of our own shows and we could probably get that number. Cause Daniel was pretty, you know, Daniel, if you're listening and what, what was the number of active shows in January like in, of 2020 or, or 2019, that. Uh, right. the pandemic, this is 2021. No. So the pandemic started in March of 2020. Right. So let's, how many active shows were there January of 2020 that were producing episodes in the last, I'm sure someone's got that data. Right. So it'd be interesting to see what that Delta is. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would bet it's not that big. Well, it can't be because yeah. I think back in those time frames, it, it, it may be doubled. I don't think so. I think it was still around 400 K so. in 30 days. 30 days. The 60 and 90 day number would be lower, but I think the, the 30 day figure, we haven't moved much on the, it, it, you think about it. We've been talking about this a lot in the last two years for 400 some thousand in 30 days has been right 429. That, that number is barely inked up. So. I think that's a pretty big story. The more you well, think about yeah, it. That's a big story. I'm surprised James hasn't, you know, James Cridlin hasn't zeroed in on that. But it it just shows you that. The on, you know, we've talked about it a hundred times on the shows, talk about the pod paid numbers really, really high. Right. If you're still, if you're still at episode, if you've made it to episode 25, congratulations, you're about, about 20% make it to, to that. The mark. Top, t- top 20% of the content creators. Right. Because the other 80% have quit. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, congratulations. Right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The phrase that pays. <laughs> Todd, I think we need an audio clip of that. Okay. Well, if someone's listening. They'll do that. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the phrase that pays. So I saw that uh, Adam Curry is on the cover of Radio Inc. magazine. Yes, I, I, and, and I paid my thirty-nine dollars to get a subscription, and I don't. I paid my hey. <laughs> Radio Inc. guys, I paid my money, but they got no email on how to get the magazine. <laughs> so how I paid the money, <laughs> where's the email? This is how I can access that. I go to the site and I try to log in and it, it's like, I don't know who you are, but you got my money. Right. Right. <laughs> hey, Todd, did you see the article that was written uh, by Stephen Goldstein about um, he used the Wheel of Fortune as a as an analogy to how to start your podcast. Oh, I did not, but I, you I did see this. No, is it yeah. pretty funny? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Steven's, you know, he, he, <laughs> he kind of takes, I mean, he's kind of, kind of a little bit like Tom Webster when he writes, right. He takes these, these, uh, funny analogies and, and applies them to various topics. But, um, I guess the wheel of fortune starts playing, the game in just 45 seconds from the start of the show. Say that again. The wheel of fortune yeah. starts actually playing the game within 45 seconds of actually okay. starting the yep. broadcast of the show. Yep. So it's not like they spend a bunch of time in introductions, sure, intros sure, sure. and lead ins and ads and all this kind of stuff. They, and, um, Steven used this as an example of what you, should do with your podcast. So, you know, kind of like what we do with this show, we played like a little sound clip and yep. I know a lot, a lot of the shows that I consult with, I recommend if you're going to play some of the beginning of your podcast, play it for like five seconds or something, yep. uh, and then get right into the content or at least teasing what's coming up in the content. If you have other stuff that you need to do at the beginning, cause you know, people are, especially these days with people just clicking play more and more. Right. Yeah. Um, I break this it, rule though. Why? Well, Todd, that's just, you know, that's <laughs> not on this, not uh, on this show, but my personal know, show. Right, right, right. But I do think a lot of people um, nowadays, especially just click play and they, they're, they're sampling, right? They're, they're giving it a try. If they like what they hear, they keep listening. They're going to so love what they hear on my show. Conscious of, <laughs> of that angle. I think, Todd, your show has a lot of baked in audience. I mean, you've been doing yeah, it for so long. Yeah, for so long. Yeah. So, which is different. This is more, I think, what a new show needs to think about. Well, I still spend seven minutes before I get into the juice. It's maybe average. You should, maybe you should get into the juice a little quicker and then play your, your I, stuff. I tease them within the first 30 seconds what the, ah, top, four, what the top four there you go. articles are going to be. So I give them a little tease. I do a little intro, talk about a little life, and then we get into the commentary. Yeah, I think <laughs> that formula has worked for you, right? Yep. And I and and when I get feedback, why you spend so much time talking in the beginning? I said, uh, just you know, go to ten minutes. You'll you'll find some content. Right. But here's the thing. Well, it gets back to the other story too, right? People are tuning in because of the personality. They're tuning in because right. of a relationship with the host. So what do friends like to talk about? They like to talk about their lives. They like to talk about things that are going on that are impactful. So I think, you know, to take that earlier story that we talked about, about how podcasts are 
replacing our friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't make a podcast that's impersonal and expect it to be personal. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, you know, I, I, <laughs> it's going to suck to sound like this, but most of my friends are in the podcasting space. Yeah. Well, it's the you same know? with me. Yeah. So I live, breathe this thing 24 seven. Well, I try to do it 20, I try to do it 24 five now. (laughs) I do too. I'll be honest with you. And it, and it certainly (laughs) helped that we stopped doing a Saturday show. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. That's the best decision we've ever made. (laughs) Well, it's, you know, it's in, if you think of, I would burn six, seven hours of a Saturday. Yeah, you know, I'd be doing some stuff and I have to get a shower and clean up and drive in and get the studio set up and, you know, do the show and an hour Todd, p- post. And Todd, is that a brown zoom right off of your, your right ear? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I actually noticed that. And actually I've got something up there that I didn't get plugged in that I got for my birthday and I'll wait to the next, I forgot to put the battery plugged into it. It's something really, really cool. And I screwed up and not having it ready to show off today. And I don't think I have a way to, to plug it in here without messing a whole bunch of stuff up and disrupting the show. But for those of you watching right there is something very interesting that we will show off on a future show right next to the, the zoom that's on the archive doc. Is it to the, uh, is it right next to it or is it further off to the left? Because I see a hammer. You see the hammer, but it's in front of the hammer. There's a little, you can see there's a little reflection right now. So there's something there. Uh, people will be analyzing the video, but, uh, we'll get, we'll get the led underneath it lit up for the next episode. So what is that white thing that's right on top of it? The top of that black thing. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we'll oh, show. It is. Yeah, that's what you'll oh. see because you can't see it. You might be able to make out the shape of it, but we'll we'll have it lit up on the next episode. Okay. Yeah. So I'm yeah, being so I moved the uh, Red Bull sign, yeah, and uh, that's yeah, why the zoom. That's why the zoom is showing up there. Yeah, that there's a whole bunch of stuff back there, Rob. I've got, uh, I've got so a heart. Does that mean that the uh, a Red Bull never came through with a sponsorship? Never. You pulled the plug on. So, so if you, if you see, <laughs> let's see if I can get this right here. I, I'm doing it wrong. If you can see right next to Thor's hammer, you see right there. That's there, a Heil PR40. That's a PR40, and then right, right above it is a 2400 baud modem. Right. All right. That uh, every and then. Over on the side, over there further, you can't see in the camera view, is a, a one gig hard drive that costs $1,000. There's all things on there that reminds me of how far we have come. And, of course, the Zune is on the Relic, you know, on the so, Relic stack. So, Todd, what's the analogy with the hammer? Is that what you had to use to get your computers to work in the past? I don't know. It's just <laughs> a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Damn computer. I'm going to break you. <laughs> Been there a few times. 
And then we got throw it out the window. And then we got some steampunk stuff up there too. So you know, it's too bad we didn't have a wider view. Liquor bottle. Okay, and I see uh, a Starship Enterprise. Yeah, Enterprise, steampunk Enterprise. Yeah. Have you seen the R two D two? Let me show you. Yeah. So here's the R two D two. Wow. Pretty fancy there. Steampunks. I got that at uh, Dragon Con. So Todd, now now all of our video listeners feel special. All of our audio listeners feel left out. <laughs> Just come over to the <laughs> newmediashow.com. You can look at the background picture and see it. Hey, by the way, speaking of Dragon Con, um, ah, I am going to go from them. Yes, and I am going to Dragon Con. Physically? Yeah. Yep. Dragon Con is on. Wow. Well, I'm I'm game for going too. So you should uh, look for an email from Charles. Okay. So yeah, Dragon Con, Dragon Con is on. That's in October, right? I think so. Atlanta. Yep. Yep. Matter of fact, I probably should make my hotel reservations. Well, yeah. I mean, if if you're going, yeah, yeah because the sooner the better on that. Yeah, trip. I'm probably already five miles out. Well, I have. I always stay far out anyway because it keeps the cost down. Yeah, because whoo, whoo, yeah. and yeah. you and you can sleep at night and not have people tromping through and and weird suits and unicorns I don't think and people sleep in the hotel very much anyway. Uh, so. Sleep, it's too noisy. It, How could it, you ever sleep in that hotel? Ulti- ultimate, ultimate drunk fest. I'm telling you, right? I don't think I've seen anyone party harder than those folks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we so, had quite a time at Dragon Con together, didn't we? I got to figure out this year I can't be a square. I got to figure out something to wear. So I guess I've got to buy some tees or something that are you know, cool. Get a, get a blow-up dinosaur suit, Todd. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not going to do that, okay? No. How about so, a how about a wookie outfit now that's that's what i need to get as a wookie no outfit. no 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 so <laughs> I, I, with my bald head i might be able to play something up but i, I tell you what to be uh, to be quite frank with you i think it's just going to be some star trek t-shirts i think that's it you that's know it? okay because I, okay. I never wear t-shirts but i think at that event you know you, you just you guys don't the listening <laughs> dragon con is like hmm we talked about it on the show before everybody's dressed up, uh, literally. Except for us. Except for us. And you stick out like a square. You look like, you know, you're like, they look at you like, are you a fed or something to that effect? Right, you know, right, right. <laughs> oh, are well, you, some of them have a different outfit for every night of it's the drug. Crazy. Yeah. Cosplay in full action. And, and Rob was joking about, running around in a dinosaur outfit because a lot of people do. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they have to have people lead them around because they run into people. Because <laughs> they can't see out. That's right. And they're sweating underneath those things. I just can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's the only place yep. I ever had to queue for an hour to get into the area where they had the vendors, where I picked up some of the stuff that you see here. Mm-hmm. It is a great shopping opportunity for props. Right. Yep. (laughs) 
They do so, make a lot of that stuff. So the digital track is on for Dragon Con. So hopefully I'm not doing a session at 9 p.m. at night. Well, Time that's with, not unusual. <laughs> I know. But maybe only one person will be yeah. there. <laughs> and drinks allowed. <laughs> yeah. I might drink this year just to. Right. So it looks to um, me like from about the end of July through the end of October, we're going to be pretty busy. Yeah. Well, I, I've been working on the the new media show at Podcast Movement. Oh. So we're going to be on stage live. I don't have a day or time yet, but I've been thinking about who we want to have on the, on the show. I sent out a couple of invites to people because I'm creating it in the Podcast Movement system. Okay. Um, so we're on, on, on track for getting back up on the live stage. So did, has anyone responded that you've approached or I just sent all the emails out today. So oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't heard back from anybody. So I guess I'm the last to know who we've invited <laughs> at this point. Yes. I think that you will likely be okay with it. Because, oh, I, I'm, uh, I'm hoping I, I know yeah. which approach you went after so that I already know. So I don't have to worry. I trust you completely. We didn't have to have a meeting about it. Yeah. Well, I'm going after two, two areas. Um, just to, just to share a little tease on it. I'm going after, um, what's going on in the advertising market around podcasting. And, um, you know, we've been talking about a lot here, but I think it would be helpful to get, uh, someone from the buying side on the show here to talk a little bit about how they're looking at the market and then also um, have somebody on from a, a big new distribution platform that's involved in uh, premium as well as uh, no. paid or free distribution. And yeah, so we shall see. I don't know if I'm going to have two guests on or three. I think it depends. I mean, I'll share with you. Okay. No worries. Uh, all that, but, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to do that. I'm doing a session for the podcast Academy, um, there as well. So, and I know you're doing a session. I saw you on the page. Your, yep. your session is already in there and live. I'm trying to, uh, you know, my theme, at least for the next, I go on themes, <laughs> building, yeah, I think bu- it's a good idea. building audiences. So everywhere I'm going, it's about building, I'm, you know, talking about, you know, building audiences. That's the, that's the thing that it's the number one thing podcasters ask me every single time I do a consult by far. How do I build audience? Their show, right? Yep. They market the show and more and more, they want the hosting platforms to help them do that. (laughs) Well, that's, it's a tough conversation. It's a tough. That's a tough one. You know, I think that uh, it's amazing to me that 10 years ago, if I'd have told someone that they'd have to spend a couple thousand dollars in marketing, they would have just, you know, laughed at me. Now people seriously are willing to spend that kind of money just to do a, you know, a starter package, a starter launch package or, you know, a small few episode marketing package with, uh, with a professional. So that to me is always, that's very, you know, it's very surprising to me that I see that. Yeah. I'm going to get a guest on this show that can talk about that. It's, uh, yeah. 
And, you know, a lot of people struggle with this and I, I feel for them. You know, we, you and I, we work really, really, we slog through this thing to build an audience. You guys don't talk to us anymore, though. You know, send us emails with any juicy stuff. So obviously we're not doing our job well. And then, you know, so I guess it's, it is just like anything else. It's, it's a, it's a grind. Yeah. But, you know, who you are does not guarantee success. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. I, I did just check my Starlink order. I have mm. not, it's not yet. I'm still waiting. They, uh, they haven't approved me for the dish yet. I'm still beta waiting. I'm afraid I'm going to miss the email. So every two or three days, I'll log into this portal to see if I've, got the go to spend my hard-earned money to <laughs> come so on. Is that close to getting the network deployed? Well, they said this summer and of course they said late summer. So I'm hoping late summer means June. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's the case. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But make, probably later summer makes more sense. Yeah. About the time I'm going to be on travel. It's about the time that I, I will not have time to, <laughs> put the system in <laughs> Todd I, in the last couple of minutes I don't think we've I don't maybe we did talk about this app but there's a couple of platforms one, one that's called pod LP uh, and then a and it's actually um, an app for a operating system called Kai OS I don't know if you're familiar with it neither it's a it's a platform that's being run on very inexpensive mobile phones in developing countries. So it's almost free. Um, and I guess they're, they're starting to support podcast 2.0 tags. Beautiful. Uh, and it's a app that's going to be primarily made available to potential listeners in Africa. So there's a lots of, lots of people in Africa that have limited access to bandwidth and limited resources to to buy technology. Do you um, do you think that the podcasting 2.0 stuff is gaining any momentum? I think it is. Um I think it's slow, but it's, I think it's it's gaining momentum. Yeah. They're doing a lot. You know, they yeah. just approved the alt enclosure tag yesterday, finalized right. it. I, you know, I, I don't know where I sit with that one to be kind of honest. Yeah. Because nothing's supporting it. There's no, not an app. Well, maybe some of these apps that you're talking about, but you know, there's not a lot of support right. out there for it yet. And, and well, you know, oh, go, go ahead. I think you just have to, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we, we've done, we've been down this road before. It's like we're reinventing the wheel. I remember when I had a RIR version of this show or of my show, a BitTorrent version of my show. I had two versions of MP3s for my show. So I had five feeds right, with five different versions of the show. And you know how much work that was? Just to publish to them all. Yeah. You know, it was, right. you know, Reencode, 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 then get, you know, get a bit torn up, get a tracker started. 
and then support, you know, those all had varying levels of, you know, I think the main feed had 95% and those sub feeds had 5%. So when I look at something from a business wise, you know, if only 5% are going to use it, it yeah. do I spend the dev time to put it in place? I, I got to have something that 95% are going to use, not 5%. So therein lies the challenge, you know, maybe I can push adoption higher by implementing it, but yeah. I got to have a use case for the, some of these features. Right. I got to be able to say when you are in Overcast or you're in this app, this is how this tag is going to help you, right. Joe Q podcaster, you know? Yeah, this, this pod LP um, app, podcast listening app uh, for the, the, the KaiOS uh, kind of operating system for, for kind of feature I think, phones. I think that's the, I believe Adam Curry has a KaiOS phone. I bet you it was built for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, for, it's, it's for people that want to be off the grid. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like uh, it's this app, this podcast listening app was one of the most popular um, apps on that platform in 2020, wow. I guess it was downloaded over 5 million times Really, by, by listeners from 175 countries. That's impressive. And, um, it looks like Geo Sabin even, even supports it. It, 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 it looks like, um, huh. and, but yeah, it's a platform that, uh, that is growing in popularity, uh, with kind of third world countries. Well, that, you know, that's something I talked to the Facebook folks about too, was their global platform. And because they were asking me for media recommendations, I said, well, I said, you're going to get everything, all sizes. And there's some people are going to do 64K mono, some is going to 256 stereo. It's crazy that, you know, the, the formats we're seeing. And I said, you know, maybe, maybe it would be a good idea if you put out, you know, some guidelines on what you think would be good because right. if, you know, if someone's on Facebook in South Africa, you know, the connectivity is not as good there. And do you want them to incur a hundred meg or 80 meg media file downloads, downloads? right? or, or right. streams? Yeah. I mean, Todd, this, this pod LP app, um, has a download size. Now that this is the download size of the app itself is only 1.19 megabytes. That is beautiful. That tells me someone has gotten efficient in writing code. It's not bloated. <laughs> Look yeah. at the size of some apps today. My God. Yeah. And it, it raises other questions about encoding, like you were saying, encoding bit rates. I mean, if we want to reach all these millions of people in these um, other parts of the world that have been left out of podcasting. Uh, I think we're going to have to down, down code. That alt enclosure tag. Therein lies the possibility. Right. So if we could get adoption wide enough on that or Facebook or Facebook says, Hey, we'd like to have a second media file for people that are in constrained countries for bandwidth. That would go a long way in adopting. So that's why I told Facebook folks, you need to be involved because, all right, 
let's just be frank. Apple is an 800-pound gorilla. Google is an 800-pound gorilla. Spotify is a 100-pound gorilla. And Facebook is an 800-pound gorilla. So Facebook says, hey, we're worried about listening audiences in other countries. We want you to support the alt and closure tag. So you have a smaller media uh, media file for those countries. Right. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, the phrase that pays. Right. (laughs) Because it'll force adoption. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. I mean, I'm looking at the pod LP website um, and they basically have a, a submission form that you can submit to the platform. Um, I would suggest, you know, ideally you would want to submit a, a show to them that's probably encoded at maybe 48K or something like sure. that. Sure. Or 32 even. Yeah. So here's, here's what I'm going to ask of this audience. You kept hearing us talk about Podcast Index 2.0 and all the things that's going on over there. Is it not time that you got involved and then started asking your podcast hosts how come they're not supporting or because if the hosts will support it and we can get the feeds full of these new tags where appropriate Mm -hmm. then it helps feed the ecosystem but you know i only have so much power todd thinks saying you know know, someone said you just can make it so i've said it on the show before no 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 there's fighting priorities you know, right. I, I can't just throw my pet project out there as much as I wish to sometimes. Right. But you as the customer at a specific hosting company has a small minority of people can have, can be, make a big impact. Right. Right. And, and if you wanted to get your podcast into this pod LP app, that's, been downloaded 5 million times outside of, you know, in 175 countries. And I, I'm assuming that's continuing to grow. Um, just go to podlp.com forward slash submit.html and just cut and paste your RSS feed in there and you can be in that platform. Pod, okay. So let me bring that up here. Bada bing, bada boom. There it is. Podlp.com. Listen Submit.html. And there's two things you don't ever see. Download on the Kai store. Get it on Geo store. So, a little lightweight. Oh, nice. Look at all the devices. Yep. Someone's going to get mad at me, Rob. Always call those phones drug dealer phones. Nokia. <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're not. Years, they're just. No, no. They're years fo- and years ago, I used to get tons of uh, free Nokia phones sent to me. Free Nokia phones sent to you? Yeah. Yeah. I got like, that was back, back when I was doing my radio show. Oh, okay. Tech companies would send me these, these devices because I was talking about mobile platforms back then. And um, Boy, I wish they'd do yeah. that now. Yeah, I, I used to get a couple of free Nokia phones every couple of months. 
I do so, remember getting a lot of Android phones in the early days right. from different companies, but they don't hand those out anymore. But no, and they were all like, you know, hundred dollar throwaways. But now these were expensive phones back in the day. Yeah, like the N ninety five phone, which is a flip phone, and the one that was like a like a transformer that t- turned into a camcorder. Mm. <laughs> Nokia was doing a lot of fun stuff with their mobile devices in but, those days. But the primary reason a lot of these pe- a lot of these phones are used is older people and developing countries and also people that really truly do not like the the tracking that's going on. Uh with yeah. with mobile devices. They they prefer right. to be a little more private in nature. Right. Uh, I got a good friend he lives in Kansas and uh he thinks that uh, having Android or a uh, iPhone is, uh, you know, it's that is setting you up for, you know, someone to kick your door in. And he's about <laughs> as straight. He's about as straight as you come. You know, he's not one of those guys that's out there that's hiding from the law. He just right. doesn't like to be tracked. <laughs> yeah. So we're over on time, but. So I guess uh, these guys will. These guys allow you to, this is pod LP allow you to buy a sponsored listing on pod LP. So you can actually buy a featured placement. Looks like. So the submit page is pod LP.com forward slash what? Submit dot HTML. Well, that's even home old school in itself. Uh, there it is. Well, I have to make sure our, our ship, you know, look at this. Okay, let me go ahead and submit Geek News Central. Let's get it on there. Well, we'll wait to see what happens. Already submitted. Oh, let's look at New Media Show. I may have came in here and already submitted it before. I may have known about this. And New Media yeah. Show, audio feed. There it is. Copy link. And let me go ahead and submit. And submit new media show. Uh, what does it say? Oh, it's already submitted. So someone has, oh, it said URL in progress. And uh, what is it going to do? Well, we'll find out if it submits. Yeah. All right, Rob, how can they contact you? Well, I think the best way is on, on Twitter, um, at Rob Greenlee, and you can send me an email too, if you want, Rob G at Lipson.com. Love to hear from you. And, uh, if any little tips or anything that you want to share with us, we're all ears. And yeah, of course I'm Todd at blueberry.com at geek news on Twitter. We will not be back with you on Saturday. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. So we want to thank you for your patience with us and, uh, doing one show a week. We have comments on today's show. Uh, go ahead and fire us back, Brian. If you have comments, I look forward to seeing them on Twitter. And yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. anybody else? Yeah, right. anyone else that's listening. So, but I guess I'll take us out of here. Everyone, thanks for for watching or listening. And make sure you get over to newmediashow dot com. Hit that follow button if you're not already followed or subscribed to the show. We want you to be so so you don't miss a single episode. Everyone, take care. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Okay.
Good to go. That's weird. Do it live. <laughs> no one will punch you in the face. I want to punch you in the face. We hit you in the face. Awesome. The new media show. The new media show. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. The new media show. Doesn't sound like a party to me. The new media show. That thing sucks. <laughs>